You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. You can find me at the Latasha James on Instagram or Twitter if you'd like to say hello. And today we're talking about some of the five hardest lessons I've had to learn about entrepreneurship. Now, before we hop in, I know sometimes these kinds of episodes can come across as a little bit negative or discouraging, and that is by no means my intention. I love what I do. I want to encourage more people to do what I do. However, these are things that I kind of wish I would have known or just things that have been a little bit enlightening and helpful for me to really get real about. And I don't think they're as commonly talked about as maybe they should be. So let's hop in. Okay. So the first hard lesson that I've had to learn about business is that no one really knows every single answer. And you probably never will either. (laughs) And again, that's not meant to be discouraging. It just is what it is. I spend a lot of time on Google. I would say pretty much every day in my business, there is something that I'm doing that I am not 100% confident about. You know, that I'm not 100% absolutely sure that I am making the right decision, whether that is something related to client relations or customer service or something related to tech stuff, you know, buying the right equipment or uploading at the right speed or, you know, whatever it is. Or when it comes to like legal and tax stuff where I have to reach out to experts to make sure that I'm doing things right. So every single day, there's something that I am just trying to figure out. And I've been doing this for, I've been freelancing in some capacity for like seven years now. And I'm still always asking questions. I get a lot of questions on Instagram, on YouTube, to my email. And my thing that I always hit hit people back with is if they say, hey, can you give me some advice for freelancing? Or hey, um, I don't know how to work my camera or something like that. I'll say, what have you tried so far? That has been a really great, great tactic. Not that I don't want to help people, but because I really want to know that they are invested and that they are trying as well, you know, that they are trying to figure things out as well. And clearly, you know, I am someone who believes in mentorship. I'm someone who believes in community. I'm someone who believes very much so in education. So there are definitely guides, you know, there are things that you can do to empower yourself more and to get yourself more prepared and lean on people. I coach people and I'm there for my clients, but I am also helping them develop themselves into people who are empowered to make those decisions on their own. Because at the end of the day, no one is probably going to work with me for 80 years, you know, like for the the rest of their lifetimes, the rest of their businesses, you have to be empowered to make those decisions on your own. And I think that's something that's super important for us to all keep in mind. The second thing is, again, I think this is not talked about a ton. And I have a love-hate relationship with that. Yes, I want you to just start. I don't want you to think about, well, what if it goes wrong? Well, what if I'm not good enough? Well, what if I can't get paid? I don't want you to get hung up on that stuff. But at the same time, I do want you to understand that this is hard work. Just because you're not clocking in for someone else, just because you're not forced to work 40 hours a week or more, 
does not mean that it's not hard. It is really hard work. I'm kind of like getting out of my hustle mode. I'm sort of on the tail end of it or, or the early beginnings of the whatever the next chapter is. And I've been, do, again, I've been doing this for many years. I've been full time for a couple years and I feel like I'm still a little bit in that hustle mode. I am still in the stage where I'm not always taking full weekends off. I'm getting a lot better at that, but there are still weekends where I'm working sometimes or, you know, weeks when I have to work six or even seven days a week sometimes. I'm still not at the point where I you know, like clockwork, turn the computer off at 6 p.m. every day or earlier. I still work late nights sometimes. I still wake up super early sometimes to finish projects. So I'm working on that, but I'm just saying that to let you know that, you know, it's not a clock in, clock out kind of job, even passive income. You know, I know that that has kind of gotten its moment lately. People are really talking about it a lot and I'm super passionate about it. My courses have grown more this year than ever before. And I'm really, really grateful for that. But even that, you know, even something passive, like a course, it requires work up front. Number one, I mean, I've spent hundreds of hours putting together my courses, a lot, a lot of time that I wasn't getting compensated for then, you know, it's just now paying off years later. And it also requires some work day-to-day too. I was just answering a customer service email. And they're little things, don't get me wrong, they're not like strenuous activities by any means, but it does add up. You do have to have a plan for having someone monitor those inboxes and, you know, keep conversations going and things like that. So it is a lot of work and you do have to be okay with sacrificing some things, okay with putting a little bit more time into things that you might not see the the payoff for immediately. I had somebody reach out to me because of my week in my business video one time I was working on the weekend and they're like, do you always work on weekends? And I was like, at that point I did because I was side hustling still. I was still working my nine to five. So yes, every weekend I was working on my business and building it up and building it up. It doesn't mean I was working nine to five Monday through Sunday. I was doing two, three hour shifts on the weekends, but I was still working. So it is really important to keep that in mind. And I also wanna say there's nothing wrong with you if that does not sound appealing to you and you don't wanna do it. I also kind of feel like a lot of, you know, LLC Twitter, as they call it, hustle Twitter, marketing Twitter, whatever. Marketing Twitter is more corporate, but anyway, it can sometimes make you feel like there's something wrong with you if you don't wanna own a business or you're lame for working a nine to five. There is nothing lame about working a nine to five. There are different working styles, different people. You know, not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur and that does not mean they're weak. That does not mean they're a loser. That does not make you or I better than them that's just different working styles. You know, my partner, he works a more traditional job. He's in radio, it's a salary job. And there are things that I'm like, oh my gosh, you work with a team of people, you go into an office, you have, you know, a salary, you know how much your paychecks are gonna be every month. You've got vacation, sick time, those things are so amazing. But I know that that environment is not the best for me and vice versa. I'm sure there's things he looks at that I I do and he's like, oh, that's so cool, but that's not the right fit for him. He's not an entrepreneur, at least not at this stage in his life. That is okay. Neither of us are better than one another or more important than one another. So I just want to throw that out there. You know, if you are not into pulling all-nighters and prioritizing work over personal life and, you know, hustling, It's okay, it's actually probably normal. Next hard truth I've had to learn is that overnight success is not a thing. I just said that, you know, it's really a tie-in to the last one. 
it, it's just not a thing. I've been working since I was 15 in general. And yes, all of those skills I am using, not all of them, but a lot of them. I think a lot of times we, number one, like discredit retail experience or restaurant experience. That's how I know how to provide customer service, full stop. I've been working in retail since I was 15 and I 100% use those customer service skills with my coaching clients and even with my agency clients all the time, right? Work ethic, how to report, uh, reporting numbers and sales goals and things like that. Learned that from retail. I literally use the same like strategy that we used in retail. That's how I do my reports, my KPIs, you know, in fancy terms. So the point is I've been working and building these skills for almost 15 years. But what people see now is they see, oh, she just popped up on the scene. You know, it's people who just stumble upon me. It's always funny when people are like, oh yeah, like I love to watch newer YouTubers and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not new, sweetie. So you might want to look somewhere else. I started my YouTube channel in 2013, you know? And that's true for every industry. I think there's always the phenomenon of this like overnight success or this new success. You know, the Grammy nominations were just announced. And it's always funny to look through the best new artist nominees. And it's like Megan Thee Stallion and Phoebe Bridgers, one of my favorite artists. Phoebe Bridgers, is, this is her second solo record, her fourth you know, collaborative album. That's not really new anymore. Um, but it's some people are just catching on to these people and, you know, seeing what kind of some of their OG fans have seen all along. So I think this is important to keep in mind because it feels like you are getting nowhere. I know that feeling. I have felt that. I still feel that often. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Why am I creating three videos a week? Why am I doing this? And it's not giving me the payoff that I'm looking for right now, but believe me, stick with it. Stick with it. That is what separates a lot of businesses from those that fail is, is that they keep going. They keep trying. Of course, you're paying attention to analytics and you're seeing, can I improve this? Is it not performing because it's not good? Should I fix it? But keep, keep with it. You know, it'll, it'll pay off in the end. And I can't take credit for this saying. Somebody said this to me once, but they said, you cannot compare your beginning to somebody else's middle or somebody else's peak. And that is so true. I just did an episode a couple weeks ago on comparison, why you shouldn't do that in business. Maybe check that one out if you haven't watched it yet or listened to it yet. But yeah, I mean, you cannot compare yourself to somebody who's been doing this for so long, even if it seems like they just popped up onto the scene. Again, you don't know their career history. You don't know what went on behind the scenes. You don't know if this is their fifth YouTube channel and it just looks brand new to you because you know you just started watching this one. So try not to do that and just stick with it. The next one is maybe a little bit depressing and I'm gonna be honest, it's one that I still don't know that I can really give great advice on. It's that I have found it is lonely at the top or at, you know, whatever your version of the top is, it's lonely here. <laughs> you know, I feel like the top for me was when I quit my day job and I was like, okay, I've made it, I've arrived. And then I realized it's lonely. It's lonely even in that capacity in that you don't have coworkers anymore. Even if you have your own team, it's probably not the same kind of environment. You're probably not working with, you know, I mean, I interacted with like 50 people a day at my last job. So it is lonely in that sense. And even though I am an introvert, sometimes I do miss just like having banter back and forth and like sending Skype messages or having somebody eat lunch with, things like that. But it's also lonely in the sense that, especially when I first started and I was side hustling, I was waking up 
And I actually worked a night shift job for my first corporate job. So I would wake up, I would work on my business for a few hours, go into work, I'd come home, or sometimes I'd go to my partner's house, Norris's house, and like eat a quick dinner and then go to bed and then do it all over again, right? So I didn't have a lot of time to socialize or to spend time with other people. And then I also think that it can be hard because I find it hard sometimes to relate to people. You know, a lot of people who maybe I went to college with or high school with, they're like very into having babies and stuff right now, which is totally fine, but that's not a priority for me right now. Anytime I say anything good, bad, or ugly about having children, people always come at me and say I'm being rude and just to clarify that's not at all what I mean I clearly know that you can do both I know so many fantastic women and men who are parents and business people but I'm just not there yet or I have friends who are entrepreneurs and they're like young and single I don't have a lot of people who are in a similar position to me where they're um you know kind of starting to maybe settle down but they're they're still really prioritizing their business that's what I meant just to clarify before anyone gets mad and kudos to you working parents you are obviously doing a lot. Kudos to you. I'm building a business baby and putting my attention into that. And again, this doesn't make me better or worse or vice versa. It's just, it's sometimes hard to find people to relate to that understand what you're going through. And then on the flip side, there can be those people who see you as an opportunity or a business you know, uh, a business stepping stone, which is a really slimy feeling. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I've, I've told this story on this podcast before about uh, I met a really nice person. I thought we were going to be like friends. She asked me out to dinner and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. We go out to dinner. I rush there after my day job. And she tells me she's starting a competing business to mine and would like me to send her leads. And she didn't even buy me dinner. <laughs> I still had to pay for my dinner. And it was like really weird. Or, you know, there are the people who all of a sudden I am their business coach. <laughs> like every time we talk, they have a question about something business related and they stop asking me about how I'm feeling, about how my emotions are, about what's going on in my life, about, hey girl, where'd you get that top? Like it stops becoming that and it becomes I'm their business coach for free. So this stuff can be very, it can have an, a a toll, you know, it can take a toll on you emotionally. And so it is important to be really conscious about how you're socializing and making sure that you do have a support system for you, the person, not just for you, the business. That's important too. You can join groups, masterminds, my, you know, not to plug, but I have the Freelance Friday Club, which is, you know, we have mastermind discussions. We have a group forum. There's great amazing kind people in there so you can meet people that way for your business but you also need to have a plan for your person because you need to be able to separate yourself from your business I don't want to talk about business every day I do it like all the time when I'm hanging out with my friends I want to talk about like the new Mariah Carey Christmas special like I want to talk about the Grammys I don't want to talk about work uh, you know, of course, I think it's natural to talk about work with your friends, but not to the extreme that sometimes it it can be. And, it, and it, I don't think anyone necessarily has bad intentions with that. I think it can just, you know, if your business is a big, big part of who you are, that's how people relate to you. So it's something that you need to be intentional about. And you need to also set boundaries with your friends and, you know, just let people know what else you're interested in and that you have other other personality attributes than just your business. Okay, and then the last thing that I have had to learn, hmm, this one is tough. Success is not a magic wand. 
Success does not fix anything that you are dealing with for the most part. You know, financial success, accolades, achievements, they do not fix the things that you're going through internally. I have made like no money in my life and I've made a good amount of money in my life. And I'm going to be honest with you in that my happiness level it really like peaked in the middle. Like, you know, it plateaus in the middle. The the cliche is really true that money does not make you happy. It makes life easier. And I think we need to be real about that. My life is easier now that I have a car that I can afford to fix my car if something went wrong with it. Uh, you know, that I can pay for health insurance, pay for dental insurance, go to the dentist, you know, all these things. I don't have to worry about where my next meal is coming from or if I can pay my rent the next month. It is easier, okay? Like, let's be real. I grew up riding the bus, walking, riding a bike. I, we didn't have a car, you know? Like, yes, having a car in Michigan winters is easier for me, okay? But I wouldn't say that I'm happier at all times. I've been miserable making good salary or good revenue in my business, and I have been so happy being a poor kid from Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> and vice versa, right? Like that's just life. So I think it's important for us to recognize that whether your version of success is financial success, um, awards, accolades, a certain number of clients, um, a certain number of subscribers or followers, those things do not change who you are. They will not fix your traumas that you haven't worked through. Maybe more money will allow you to get a therapist and start working on those traumas. But when you make $100,000, a therapist doesn't just show up at your door. You still have to be the person to say, I am going to invest in this. I'm going to do this. It's not going to happen for you. It's not going to fix your issues with friendships or relationships that you're having. You know, when I when I reached my financial goals and when I was building this great business, I still realized that I had a problematic relationship with alcohol. That didn't go away, you know, because genetics don't go away. My dad was a lifelong addict and I most certainly have have, you know, issues with that as well, which is why I had to consciously make the decision to stop drinking and to get sober. You have to do those things for yourself, you know, like money doesn't do that for you. A certain number of clients didn't tell me to do that, you know. It's really important to keep that stuff in mind because I know I personally have a tendency to be a workaholic. You know, you got to realize that no matter how much you work, no matter how much money you make, no matter, you know, all these things that you get, you're still going to be the same person. You're probably not going to be happier. You're probably not. So so don't like beat yourself up. Don't work sun up to sun down because you're probably not going to be happier. And oftentimes what you're doing, what I find what I'm doing when I'm in my workaholic modes is that I'm actually running from another issue that I haven't wanted to deal with. That's usually way deeper (laughs) that, you know, requires a lot more work internal work to deal with. So anywho, those are five tough business lessons or lessons about being a business owner rather that I've had to learn. I hope that these are helpful and useful for you and you can apply them to your lives in some way. Be sure to comment below if you're on YouTube and let me know what some of the hardest lessons about entrepreneurship you've had to learn are. And if you're listening on the podcast, specifically on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating and review so other people can find the show and so I can know what types of episodes are resonating with you and what you're really enjoying. Thanks so much for hanging out and I will talk to you in my next podcast on Friday and on YouTube. There'll be a new video on Monday. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.